Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 24th. 2021. Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Innovation over interference. Buying over crying. Be a unique beast. Solutions over sympathy. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Compete. Don't complain. Conviction. Defiance over compliance. I'm offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. How you doing? The One Bitcoin Show is back. Thanks to your contributions. We only need 87 more dollars to have another one next week. All right. Remember, best guest in the space. I'm bringing you that every week, no matter what, on the Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022 show, which is sponsored by... Bitcoin Magazine and Bitcoin 2022, the conference uh, that's uh, their link to below. Watch those last two shows. Brian Jacoteau was on uh, just on Monday and it was great. And yes, people, if you have questions, I have answers. Do a super chat. Type in Bitcoin Meister to support the show. And by the way, just watching the super spreading Bitcoin 22, 2022 shows. That helps support the show because I get, uh, I'm compensated. The more views those shows get, the more uh, I'm compensated. So just make sure you check out the links below. If you missed the show on Monday, watch the freaking show. Or you missed the show last week, watch the freaking super spreading show. All right. And yeah, I want to straight up thank, we're, we're the thank you, Gregor, Johnny Midas, Ken Bozak, and Taval Dacres for making this show possible. Uh, and again, we only need 87 more dollars. I will, by the end of the show, hopefully we'll need less for the next show, but I will list it at the top of the notes section, how much more we need at the end of the show. If you're watching this tape, play this at 2X. Oh my. So Bitcoin is anti-China technology. That is a tweet from Pomp. And that's how I would like to address the latest <laughs> China FUD that is out there that people keep falling for and people keep panicking over. So last night, I'm in Salt Lake City, so I, I went to sleep, but it was close to one in the morning. And, and before I went to sleep and, you know, it's three in the morning on the East Coast, I see the price drop and, you know, I, I check it out and it's like <laughs> China bans Bitcoin again. And it just and, and some people on social media were saying, you know, the, the big influencers that are spreading this news are just spreading it because they just shorted a bunch of Bitcoin beforehand and they, they want to, you know, do well off of it. And, you know, if people are going to fall for this, then more power to them. If so, don't don't be influenced, people. I mean, it is just the most. I hate the term influencer. Now, I'm not saying this was caused by influencers per se, but there are certain people that love to run with these stories 
And you got to wonder sometimes, are they just recycling these old stories? Because it, it partially is an old story. We don't speak Chinese. We don't speak Mandarin. And they, they had a China had a press release like a, a week and a half ago that was similar to this, that had some of the information in it that's already that's being spread again. It is so I mean, the bottom line is, of course, China doesn't like Bitcoin. Of course, they don't want their people to use Bitcoin because they want their people stuck in a in a financial prison where they only use the yuan, okay? So yeah, Bitcoin is anti-China technology. It is anti-authoritarian technology. It is freedom technology. And the world, unfortunately, is following, most of the world, loves China today in the sense that they love locking down their people and love making up arbitrary rules and, and, and love keeping their people in financial prisons. Bitcoin gets you out of that. You should have opted into it a long time ago. But even if you haven't opted into it and you, you keep falling for this, you are just a mindless drone that falls for this social media influence stuff. And you got to hand it to people out there. If you're a smart person and you might be a good person, you might be a bad person, social media gives you an unprecedented opportunity to influence the masses. You could do it for good. You could do it for bad. You could do it to become rich. And there are a lot of people that are just successfully doing it. And that kind of blends into my, when I'm going to start talking about NFTs in a second. Um, there are a lot of people think NFTs are just hot stuff. Because the social media influencers say it is. And their social media influencers, it is a great way for them to make money, to monetize themselves. Is this NFT stuff? So, of course, they're not going to give it up. And, of course, NFTs are here to stay. So we'll, we'll, we'll travel into that uh, in that direction in a second or two. we got some other stuff to cover. But I just want to give you my take on the latest China FUD and mix it up with the, the influencers and how people are just mindless out there. They cannot think for themselves. They're they're falling for this again and just worry and panicking. And I have lived through this. I mean, it feels like a hundred times. I can't even differentiate from one China FUD episode from another. They come and go. They they come and go, and clearly they're gonna keep on coming. And uh yeah, so more power to the shorters who jump on these stories because, well, congratulations, the 80 percenters panic <laughs> and, and just keep on believing it. And, you know, the media, social, uh, the traditional media, CNN is covering this. <laughs> let, me, let me read to you. What, what does CNN say here? Uh yeah, Bitcoin plummets after China intensifies cryptocurrency crackdown. <laughs> well, CNN says it's true. It must be. Pound that like button. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, so Bitcoin is on sale. Just, just that, that's all you have to know. It, it, that's the way you got to keep on looking on it, at it. If, if the shorters keep on winning out, 
And uh, the price keeps on dropping every time they, they plant a story like this. Uh, or the clickbaiters. I mean, it's click. CNN gets clickbait. Drudge gets gets people to click because of this. So they're, they're going to keep on doing it. Um, and yeah, just think of it as, well, it's, it's just, it's Bitcoin's on sale. Uh, and uh, yeah, when this happens, that, that's, that's, that's your positive spin. And thank God you're not an 80 percenter. <laughs> Michael Weber says, hurrah, the weekend again is starting off with another great show and learning something new. Hey, we are having a Bitcoin conference in the UK next summer. Best wishes from England, everyone. Well, dude, there's going to be a Bitcoin conference in El Salvador uh, soon. I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, guys, retweet this. Retweet this out there. Um, YouTube no longer really sends out notifications. Not that it's expected, but the a lot of the people who, who watch this show, they really need it like spoon-fed to them that, hey, Adam is live. But Michael Weber, you are not one of those guys. And I would love to go to England again if they don't, if people don't stick something up my nose and there's no restrictions. I, I am not complying at all and going to places where I have to jump through ludicrous hoops. Okay. Um, I will do, I will travel to places uh, the same way I traveled to them in 2019. Uh, defiance over compliance as, uh, you know, Liberty Blitzkrieg has been just really great on this lately. And so I've been retweeting uh, what, what Krieger, what Michael Krieger has to say. A, a great guy. This is today of all days is a great day to follow me on Twitter. I've been retweeting like a madman, whether it be Bitcoin related stuff, whether it be current uh, event related stuff. So go over there. Don't just be a little plant. You, you go over to my Twitter feed and just read it like a, like a web page and you will learn a lot. Johnny Midas is in the house. Glad to see you there, dude. Thank you for supporting uh, the show. And of course, SciFlyer is out in California. I guess we got a lot of California guys uh, showing up. Good. Uh, it's a little earlier there. It's 1.55 here in beautiful Salt Lake City. It's uh, 12.55 in beautiful uh, Southern California. But not free. Like uh, here... People aren't stressed out here in Salt Lake City. It's it's not like Baltimore. <laughs> oh my lord, it's definitely not like Baltimore. Oh my god, you you see all these people letting their kids run all around. It, I mean, this is a city, just like Baltimore is a city, uh, but it's very trustworthy environment. Um, again, Salt Lake City has more BLM signs than any city that I go to. Very odd. Very, very, very odd. <laughs> we can go into that in another show. Uh, the, the virtue signaling here is, is it, it's, it's a college town. Uh, it's home, home of uh, University of Utah, so that's part of it. And uh, all these... Uh, and we, we, <laughs> virtue signaling is, is big here uh, with the, the college-educated bunches. Uh, but they do have beautiful front lawns, and they love to use their sprinklers here. And I love to run through these freaking beautiful neighborhoods. As you go up the hill, the neighborhoods even become better, I've learned. I didn't run up the hill last time. Uh, all right. Someone's saying that it's beautiful in Spanish Fork and Provo. Utah is beautiful. Salt Lake City is liberal. Provo is conservative from what I've heard. I've never been uh, 
to Spanish Fork or Provo. I want to go south to um, what's the big Mormon town in down in uh, south near near the border near, near uh, Four Corners, Saint George, Saint George. I, I want to go there one day. It's it's growing fast uh, because you know. Well, first of all, Mormon people have a lot of kids. And logical people want to grow, live in a family-oriented uh, uh, place. And I will say this: Salt Lake City might be liberal. You could say what it. You can call it a blue, a, a blue city. Let me tell you, it, it is safe for, for kids and, and people. And if people in the East Coast weren't just like snobbish and looked down upon other places, they would all move here. Uh, and I recommend people moving here. I don't care if it's a blue, what the politics of the city is and all these. It is safe. It is great. I I would stay here longer. I cannot stand snow though, and it snows a lot here during the winter. But man, this time of year is great. And yeah, I under and I don't like that the week before October it can start snowing like it did last time I was here. But then it gets a little warm again. And okay, I ramble on too much about uh, Salt Lake City. Moving on. But you, hey, it's my show. I'm going to talk what I want to talk about. And Lance Hoddle is here. And yeah, he's uh, he's also a Utah guy. Uh, all right. And uh, let's see. We talk about see uh, here. Here's one. Uh, if you sell your Bitcoin because of an authoritarian government doesn't like it, you don't understand Bitcoin. I agree with that. <laughs> I I really strongly agree with that one. Uh, and. All right, enough China stuff. Let's go on to the other big news that made the mainstream here. I just want to make you uh, that that Twitter, predictably, uh, you're going to be able to to tip people with Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, thanks to Jack Mallers and and, and Jack. Um, and this is predictable, and it's a good move for Twitter uh, to, to somehow monetize things a little bit and, and, and tie Bitcoin into it. Maybe they can figure out a bigger way uh, to, to do it and, and to, to tie it, you know, to let people pay in Bitcoin not to see certain things or to allow certain people to see different things. But this is a, a basic thing. I, I really like it that um, I see someone walking outside. Uh, I, I really like, you know, the, 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 the Lightning Network is, is being given a use case here. And I, as everyone knows, I'm not jumping into the Lightning Net Network gung-ho and people ask me about it all the time. But this is going to get people into Bitcoin. They're not even going to know they're using Bitcoin. They're not even going to know they're using the Lightning Network. So Jack, uh, the, the, the the guy behind Twitter, hey, put his money where his mouth is. It, it, it's good stuff. Uh, you know, there, Chris Black brings up a very interesting point about it. And, you, and again, congrats to, to Jack Mallers. For, for expanding strike and, and you know he's he's really a guy who puts his money where his mouth is and um, is just really proactive aggressive with his company and just he's doing good things out there now the great Chris Bleck though one of the biggest truth tellers out there on the in on, on crypto Twitter the Twitter Bitcoin tips thing using lightning strike is interesting. But it requires that the tip recipient KYC if they want to get their money. And that's simply not going to fly in many countries around the world. Well, 
this is an interesting point. I, I, I don't know about the KYC aspect, uh, but if you're, you're, you're tipping people and you're receiving tips, it's all out there. I mean, you know, you, your Twitter account traces back to you. Okay. They, they've got all sorts of information on them. Jack will, if the government tells him to, you know, he'll hand it over. Uh, it, it will give the government more information or various governments, not just the United States, who is a Bitcoin user, if they ever want to make a list about Bitcoin users. Uh, still, if you're on Twitter already, uh, you've already given out all so much of your private information. Like, uh, you're, you're probably, the government's probably got you all on all sorts of other lists already, okay? So, I, I don't know specifically about the KYC requirements here, uh, but it is an interesting point that he's, he's bringing up. And is this, uh, I mean, is this going to be more North American centric? I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, but, you know, strike and everything is being used in El Salvador. And uh, so eventually, if not now, you're going to be able to tip people in foreign countries, okay? But the, the great Alistair Milne brought up a funny point with the people receiving tweet. Who's going to receive the, the tips here? Okay. Reality. Guys will earn about $5 a month for based alpha generating tweets. Cute girls will earn about $10,000 a month for posting photos. Yes, yes, yes. This is true. This is true. But whatever. This is life. Compete. Don't complain. Um, you know, bikini babes, they're going to do well off of this. And don't, and be, another, another reminder, don't be crying out there and say, there's not enough women in crypto. This is going to get plenty of women in the crypto. Okay. Plenty of darn women are, are going to get you C-U-C-K guys to hand over your lightning uh, based Bitcoin to them to a point where they they are going to make $10,000 a month. And the KYC aspect might just be the, you know, Unfortunately, uh, turning your Bitcoin into fiat dollars, you fiat freaks. Uh, so that that might be what he's talking about, Chris, in, in terms of the KYC. I, I don't give a darn. I mean, I, I give a darn. But personally, I, I'm not really going to be, you know, I've never sold a Bitcoin for fiat. That, that, that's what I mean. Pound that like button. That's some freaking conviction there, Bitcoin Meister. Wearing a classic shirt here. Haven't worn it for a while. Check out the links below if you want to get shirts like this. Um, a lot of what I'm talking about is going to be uh, list linked to below. I haven't added anything yet because I'm busy. I'm going to call my mom. It's Friday. It's Friday. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. All you Mormons, I know you love that I'm Jewish and I, we and would love to talk to me about the Old Testament. Okay, cool. We'll talk about the Old Testament one day, my Mormon friends out there. I like the Mormons a lot. I do. I love the Mormons. They're great. They're great. We don't have them in Baltimore, so I love being out west where they're uh, Mormons. Now, um, and the Mormons out here, like we don't have you Jews out here. <laughs> we love having you out here, Adam. All right. Now, uh, I mean, and, and again, I go to the one uh, Orthodox Jewish synagogue. I'm right near there. Um, I'm giving you my, I'm near a college called Westminster. Beautiful campus. It's small. 
I've cut across it a few times. You know, seeing some of these college kids with their masks on, that's very sad. Um, but a lot of them don't have masks on. You know, they're trying to fit in in, in today's weird world. And uh, the synagogue is, uh, I, cut, I cut through Westminster College to get to the synagogue. I was there on Sukkot or Sukkot. It still is Sukkot. We're, we're on the middle days of Sukkot. I hope all of you guys have eaten in the sukkah or prayed in the sukkah. I prayed in the sukkah. I, I, I did on um, what day was like was was Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, enough sukkot. But they were very happy. Um, the rabbis at, at the shul. I did not tell them I was coming back, and they were very happy to see me, and it was very flattering. And uh, one guy uh, came up to me, asked me about Bitcoin, how my Bitcoin was. And uh, yeah, someone said, you're richer than last time, Adam, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. <laughs> Pound that like button now. All right. I was. So I haven't been here in a year. And yeah, I am. So I'm richer than last time, of course. I have more Bitcoin than I had a year ago. Now, oh God, let's talk about these NFTs here. So I I alluded to this last show. I have done some more NFT research. I I encourage you guys, don't knock it until you tried it, okay? And I was knocking it until I tried it. And I I went on to OpenSea. I I went around there. I can see how fun it is for young people. It's not going away. They're fun. Play around with it and you'll see. It's fun. It's gambling 2.0 for people scared of human interaction. Yeah, it is. We got a lot of people scared of human human interaction today, okay? It's pathetic that they are, but it's a way for them to gamble. It's a way for them to get into the art world. Anyone can get into this art world. In the old days, it was just the elite of the world. You couldn't you couldn't get into it. Now, they're buying NFTs also. You could buy NFTs just as easily as these upper cross people in Manhattan who you know are, are stuck in their houses or, or whatever they're doing. Oh, upper crust people in Manhattan. The, the ones with the BLM signs, that, but that who have, you know, they have BLM signs, but they don't uh, hang out with bees. But uh, so, <laughs> and hey, they can do that. They can virtue signal as much as they want to. But now you can buy art just like they used to buy art. Just like how in the old days, you couldn't get in any, you couldn't buy a Facebook IPO. They're all these pre-IPO. They're all these rich people. You know, the same people who buy the art, who, uh, you know, they qualify because they have a million dollars worth of assets or whatever the qualifications are uh, that, that the big daddy government wants to protect you from and, and lets the rich people buy it. Well, when Bitcoin came along, you were getting in on the equivalent, and I said this back in 2015, of like a Facebook pre-IPO. So Bitcoin opened that door for people to, to you know, not directly to a Facebook pre-IPO, but something just as, as great as that. And now this NFT stuff is opening the, the world of uh, highfalutin art to you, okay? Now, it's not that highfalutin, some of it, but the highfalutin people are buying into it. So that's kind of interesting. And I've always been, well, not always, but um, since my hipster days in Baltimore, since living in Reservoir Hill, I I, I became close with uh, many artists. 
um, you know, whether it be going to the bars and picking up artistic women and, you know, pounding that like button or just, uh, you know, I, I had plenty of artists living around me and, and being friends with them. And, uh, but so I, I, I have gone to art shows before plenty of art shows, whether it was just to get free food and drink or see hot women and meet hot women, or I, I did enjoy some of the, the art, um, that, that was there. I live right near Micah, uh, which is a big, uh, art school in the United States, Maryland Institute College of Art. But I really see this as a way of introducing some of them to capitalism and for some of them to make money off of it. And for some of them to not be scared of Bitcoin and not think it's some conservative uh, conspiracy or whatever. I'm sure some of them are brainwashed to believe it is because they're influenced in their little uh, corner of the internet by all these uh, art influencers that, you know, you, you must have your BLM sign. You must hate on the rich. Well, guess what? NFTs are going to make some of you artists rich. And you're going to realize that it's like wrong to hate a class of people just because uh, you're envious of them. But going, going back to some other uh, um, NFT stuff here, uh, leading NFT game Axie, Infinity did more revenue in July than the entire Las Vegas Strip. Uh, the growth of this industry is staggering. Now, I'll say, I said this last show, I don't know if that is true. If that is true, it just really shows just that, yeah, this is bigger. It's bigger than freaking gambling. It's bigger than the Las Vegas Strip. That is awesome. And it is easy. People want assets. People love to flip these how this house shows. You know, people get into real estate just to flip houses. This is this asset, and an NFT is an asset <laughs> of sorts. Uh, it's like the easiest flippable asset that's out there, man. Uh, and so, of course, people are going to get into it who don't like art, who just wants you know flippable stuff. They can flip it. It's a gamified way to increase your the number of Ethereum you own. Uh, you, you can do it so easily out there uh, through these platforms. Or you could just, I mean, you could buy it so easily and then and, and list it so easily. So, uh, and you can fund artists all over the world. You know, for all those, all you virtue singlers that say you want to help poor people in Africa. Well, okay, buy their freaking NFT. Buy the South African artist NFT right now. Do it. Put your money where your, your, your mouth is, dudes. Uh, th th this is the opportunity. But yeah, I, I do love that is exposing people who never would have gotten into cryptocurrency, uh, in, into cryptocurrency. And, and, and it's going to be the welcome mat to Bitcoin. And yeah, I, I, I see it as, as it, it is fun. It is, it is very interesting. And in this golden age, people have a different take on what an asset is and what a collectible is. And you might not, I think you, you get a better grasp of it if you actually go to like the, the sites that, that, that where you can trade them, OpenSea and everything. I, I really did get a, a better take on the entire situation. So I think it is getting bigger. I see... I. Um, it's definitely the future of baseball cards and, and, and uh, you've got all, you've got famous people jumping into it now. And here as Melton 
Demores says the global market for luxury goods, i.e., conspicuous uh, conspicuous spending, is about uh, is absolutely massive. NFTs are digital flex status symbols for a new class of consumers. But unlike the traditional market of wealth and status, they are open to anyone, anywhere, with verifiable scarcity. So, again, people used to like to buy mink coats uh, to show off how rich they are. Now anyone can buy this uh, virtual mink coat to show off how rich they are or to pretend that they're rich. Everyone, I mean, this shows you dollars are just flying around. Everybody now can afford status symbols. NFTs are digital status symbols. I'm not into having stat, the status symbol aspect of it, but I can see how people are. I, I think it's I think it's a waste for people to be obsessed with status symbols and fancy cars, but this is a really easy to acquire digital you know, digital status you know, flex flex. I like the flex. People like to flex their rims in Baltimore, okay? But now anyone all over the world can flex their freaking NFT in this virtual social media world, which is becoming people's freaking real life, which I think is pathetic that it's becoming their real life. But now even Twitter makes the announcement that, you know, it's so funny. People worship Jack. They blindly worship him. Oh, he's such a Bitcoin maximalist. Oh, it's so great. And then at this, in the same breath, Twitter is making it easier for you to display your NFT, okay? Which will be huge for NFTs because part of the reason people love NFTs is because they can show it off. And Twitter is one of the most virtual signaling show off places out there in the virtual world. So if you can verify your NFT on Twitter, that is going to be huge. I don't know how they're exactly going to do it, it's going to be huge for the NFT space. Totally huge. And again, I, I don't, I wish people would get out there in the freaking real world and not get, go further and further down this sickening virtual rabbit hole. Um, but that's just the way of the future. Kids, kids, college kids have been stuck in this panic world for one and a half years. It's going to have, it's going to change them. Okay. It's, you know, they've only been alive for 19 years. And uh, so, so we're talking uh, 10% 10 of their lives we're we're getting close to now that they've been stuck in this panicked digital world where they think the real world is the digital world. It, It has real life consequences. And so this is another reason this NFT thing is getting bigger. And, uh, let me just make sure, but I'd like to, I like to focus on the fun aspects of it. It is fun. There are people that are always going to be collectors. That's just the way some people are born. They love baseball cards. They love to collect cars. They'll love to collect this stuff too. And people people are having fun with it. Tiger Woods uh, just uh, has what? 10,000 10, cards, 10,000 digital images he's selling. And, and people are buying up this nonsense, uh, this stuff. <laughs> Uh, all right. And I another thing with NFTs that's a positive for cryptocurrency. I did this in a tweet of mine. It's linked to below. I saw that Glenn Beck, Ben Shapiro, some dude made, made some some NFTs for them. I tweeted out at them. 
I'm like, hey, Ben Shapiro, Glenn Beck, you've been in the NFT world now. NFT people have drafted you into the crypto world. Your next step should be to buy and hold Bitcoin. It's a great way. And then they see that there are these funny little pictures of them online. And maybe they will be more prone to talk about Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin. These NFTs you can use as a virtual uh, invite to Bitcoin. Hey, or you could just be a hateful, envious person and say, oh, it sucks that all these people are rich, are getting rich over NFTs and they're fake and they have no value. They have no basis. I mean, you can be positive about this and be, you know, have Ethereum derangement syndrome and say how much it costs to buy these freaking things. And yes, if you buy like an NFT in the middle of like a regular United States working day, the fees are outrageous from what I can tell. It is crazy what is going on on Ethereum right now, but it just shows you how popular DeFi is and how popular the NFT thing is, is that Ethereum has these ridiculous fees. You know, if you, if you want to foolishly, well, if you want to unstake your hex, it costs a lot of money too, because again, hex is totally reliant on Ethereum. But Ethereum derangement syndrome people who think Ethereum is going to disappear one day or get, you know, um, who, who, who bought into uh, the Solana Vinnie Lingham nonsense. My Lord is, is uh, Vinnie Lingham. He has no shame. He is hyping up that Solana thing like a mother. Uh, and that's his prerogative. He clearly owns a lot of it. He got civic into it somehow. I don't know. But Ethereum is the next Ethereum, dudes. People are using it like a freaking man-man. And they are willing to pay insane fees to use it. I mean, insane. Uh, a- absolutely ridiculous. So Ethereum derangement syndrome, people, move along. It's just, it's an illness at this point, dudes. Uh, all right. So we talked about the 80 percenters. Uh, they, they just, they will believe anything these influencers tell them. So influencers are telling them NFTs are next big things. They're believing it. And NFTs are, they're not, go, they aren't going anywhere. It is this golden, part of the golden age is people becoming more digital and the digital world growing. I have no problem with the digital world growing. I think there are a lot of benefits to it. I just don't, I don't like people becoming obsessed with it and forgetting that there's a real world out there and becoming slaves to it. Uh, all right. Let me just make sure. Um, NFT authentication will come in the form of a badge shown on the profile pictures. Okay, that's what Twitter says. And yeah, it's all what they're proposing is more NFT flex, more digital flex. And the youth of the world, they are, I mean, they are totally digitized. They've grown up with this stuff. It's totally, NFTs aren't weird to them at all. Vinny Lingham says, uh, he wanted to do an NFT for Christmas or NFT for Xmas um, hashtag. And this one dude, this is so funny, he says it's going to be awkward when they sell and you can see it on chain. So for all you people that are going to give presents, NFTs as presents for, for your holiday, it is funny that you're going to be able to see when people re-gift your gift. But people are comfortable with this. And I think that's so cool. I, I, I think that is a cool aspect 
uh, of the blockchain right there. All right. Uh, and just a new modern take on regifting and that regifting will be totally acceptable because it's, it's all out there. It's, you know, it, it, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the opposite of privacy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not thinking right here. Um, a reveal. What's the word? I'm, oh, yeah, I'm just stumbling here. Now I'll, I'll think of it in a second. So what do, what do we got here? I just want to make sure talk Tom Brady's company is doing this NFT stuff. Oh, we talked about, uh, you know, you people are going to, you're going to, people are going to feel more like they're part of the elite because they're in this elite art, art world. It is gamified. It is fun. Uh, and I just uh, don't knock it until you try it. I'm, I'm sure there's something I'm going to see um, that I forgot later on here. It's just I, I wrote a lot about it. All right. All right. Who knows what they'll come up. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of innovative uh, things. And, and I, again, I say innovate. And we have so innovate, don't interfere. And the problem with the world that we live in today is that it has become totally acceptable for everyone to accept interference as a normal aspect of life. It, it, this is this is, when people when people are saying, "Oh, the government should have this say in, in what you're doing." Just drill it down to kind of a base level and say, "No, you have no right to interfere in my life, and I am just going to call you out on it and be proud." of the fact that I'm not going to be a C-U-C-K and not let other people say, this is the way you should do things. No, mind your own freaking business, dude. Mind, what do you care if I'm doing X, Y, and Z? And this is what, as Bitcoin people, and I'm a Bitcoin person, what, what do you care if bunches of people are spending lots of money on Ethereum and getting people to buy these? What, what do you care? It's, let them do what they're going to do. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. You worry about you. They can worry about them. You want to be the Bitcoin mommy? You want to be uh, Elizabeth Warren? I mean, you're no better than Elizabeth Warren when you're telling other people how to run their lives and interfere in their lives. Let So you're, you're saying, oh, I don't want these people to become poor. Well, let them learn the hard way, okay? So I... I mean, I have drilled it down to a very basic level to you, to you guys, for you guys. Interference. Interference is something that is just acceptable more and more. That's what screaming Karens are all about. They want to interfere in your life. They, they think you should be wearing a mask in your house. What's, it's not their business. Don't interfere. Don't tell me how to run my household, how to live my life. Uh, you know, the, the people that are thinking like, Oh, Adam, why don't you just buy – you shouldn't be able to just travel around the world go from, or travel around the United States, go from one Airbnb to another. Why don't you just buy a house? What's the matter with you? Don't interfere in my darn life. Now, all right, we talked about luxury goods, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep tying that into a lot of stuff that we're, we're talking about. Now, there's a story out there. Nashville, people are complaining about in Nashville, there are too many rolling bachelorette parties. And 
it just confirms what I witnessed by by being there for quite some time in, in, during this year. It is like the freaking mecca of bachelorette parties. The I don't know why they love to come down from Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, all the Midwest states. You see their license plates every Thursday. It starts and it lasts all weekend. All these women just dressed up in cowboy boots, g- getting eggs. It's it's fueling the Airbnbs. I think it is awesome. But there are apparently some people in Nashville that are screaming Karens and don't like to see these people partying on these rolling buses. Uh, and I, I saw some of them too. I would run by them and the women would start yelling at me. They would start catcalling. Oh my God, should I report them to the uh, politically correct uh, police? Or should I just be like, have a big smile on my face? And I have a big smile on my face. Um, I know what a compliment is. It's, it's you know, in this world today, people like to, they don't, they don't, they can't take a compliment anymore. I also noticed in Miami, they would have the rolling parties on the buses. I love it. I love it. It's innovative, dude. But uh, yeah, just saw that random story and, and wanted to point it out. Okay, let's let's go. Yeah, keep on asking the questions. Let me see if we got questions here. We got UK Bitcoin Masters in the house. It's good to see him. Retweet this, guys. And of course, um, yeah, check with events and channel today and no vids. So I'm guessing he passed on. Well, UK Bitcoin Master, as of Wednesday, and it's linked to below already, I found a video of another creator, and it confirmed that as of Wednesday, Vention was with us still on this planet. Um, and we're all thinking about Vention, and obviously he is incredibly ill. And but I did I did want to give that update. And I did make so everyone can watch that video. It is linked to below where it was confirmed that uh, as of Wednesday, I, I believe, Vention uh, is around. So we're, we're just, again, the, the goal, and we mentioned this on last show, Vention was in the hospital, very, very ill. He just wanted to get back to his house so he could take care of some business there and then take care of his own personal business. So I really, really hope Vention gets back to his house, got back to his house, whatever it is, past or present tense. And yeah, a great, a great Bitcoiner and many people learned uh, from him and continue, will continue to learn from him because his channel is out there. People should um, copy the videos on his channel and put them on another channel all right, we're, we're 42 minutes into the show. Let's, uh, so here's a guy that says, Bitcoin maximalists have integrity, period, full stop. Well, no, not all, not all have integrity. <laughs> There's, don't make generalizations like that. I don't make, you don't want to make bad generalizations about a, a certain group of, everyone's an individual. And the people that you call Bitcoin maximalists, some, I mean, th- does Max Kaiser have integrity? Does Max Kaiser have integrity? It's a legitimate question. He's what people consider a Bitcoin maximalist now. So it's it's a matter of opinion. It's a so he has to be judged on an individual basis. You judge you don't judge a group of people um, like that. You know, saying they all have integrity or they're all evil, they're all bad, they're all. I mean, it, it, it's it's you got to judge an in, in individual there. So all right, um, so it, it's not a period full stop type of thing. I, I know what you're trying to say, 
And uh, all right, let's go to the next subject matter here. Once again, I'm not going to be able to cover everything that I have on this huge list. And that's why, hey, if you want to know what's on this huge list, let's get the $87. I need to raise $100 total to get to the next show. And we're already, we only need $87 more. Uh, thanks to the people I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So do that super chat. Do the PayPal thing. That is how some people have been. Um, Adam at TrezorHelp.com. That is how you donate to the calls to get another show on PayPal. They don't. If you don't want YouTube taking a cut of it, you, you, you do it through PayPal. Adam at TrezorHelp.com. And you can also email me there. Set up a, uh, a consultation. Which is more than a hundred dollars, but whatever. I'm rich. I can name my price. I don't have to do anything. And if you don't like it, then don't do it. So, and if you and uh, you don't have to watch the shows, and there don't have to be any shows. If people don't want any more shows, there won't any be any more shows other than the ones that uh, Bitcoin Magazine and uh, Bitcoin Twenty Twenty Two are paying for. And yes, it's in April, and I'm excited about being there in person and hanging out with everybody. And I'm again, I'm going up here on my list, making sure I didn't skip anything. Oh, Andrew Yang will be at the uh, Bitcoin 2022 event. It's just been announced. Link to below. You can buy. Prices are only going up for the Bitcoin 2022 event in Miami on the 6th through the 9th of April. Use my, if you're going to go, Please use my affiliate code link to below. It, it supports the show. Um, it'll be, make it more likely. We're going to have more and more shows. Uh, and uh, there's an affiliate. Uh, Adam10. Adam10 is the code you can use. It's linked to below. Now, Michael Krieger. Let's do some of his great uh, tweets. The people who are the most terrified of death are the people who are living most pathetically. Agreed. You should not be depressed about the current moment. You should be grateful that the state is finally showing you its true colors and its nature can no longer be denied. You can submit like a coward or you can hold the line with courage. The choice is yours. Defiance or compliance. Uh, right. A humble request to all the tech platforms. This is from Chris Black. Stop shoving the virus down my throat. I get it. I'm aware of it. I know your stance. I no longer want it thrust into my conscious being every five seconds. It's not necessary. It creates unneeded stress. It's annoying. It's virtue signaling. Now, I agree with all that, but I think they should be able to do it. And it's clear that they're going to keep on shoving it in your face every five seconds. It's very profitable for them. And it's really freaking out about 10% of the population and has driven them insane. It's unfor it's unfortunate, but hey, that's life. And uh, yeah, you don't have to be a mind slave and be influenced by all this stuff, okay, that you see out there. But clearly, and God, the lowest of the low of the social media influencers are the ones who have just built their whole reputation around scaring people about the virus. But you don't have to be their mind slave. But it's quite easy in this world of abundance to be a mind slave. Don't be an 80% or mind slave. Um, there are all sorts of people who want to interfere with your life and make you their mind slave. 
and just say no to them. Have a strong hand. And uh, Ben Shapiro, go to his channel, came out with a great video about how he moved to Florida from California a year ago. He has no regrets. And Florida rocks, dudes. It's a great Florida. It seems like it's a freaking infomercial for Florida, but it's it's his real uh, opinion of, of, of the state. And God willing, uh, Florida keeps on staying Florida. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yes, so we mentioned mentioned the El Salvador Bitcoin Conference. It is adopting Bitcoin.org November 16th to the 18th. They want me to come. Again, I'm not going anywhere unless it's normal. It is linked to below. It's it's uh, linked to by it's sponsored by Galoy Money. Galoy, a Bitcoin banking solution for companies and communities. There, obviously, this this uh, if it's in El Salvador, it's going to be uh, about Lightning Network a lot. So good luck to everyone down there that's having a Lightning or Bitcoin conference. November, I st- I told them I would mention it. AdoptingBitcoin.org El- on the beach in El Salvador. Hey, dudes, if if it's if I'm free to get into your country, then I would would have gone. I actually can't go because November. But I, I can't. And you know, the, I forgot to say the guy who invited me. And if you're watching this now, I can't. I can't go. November 16th is my father's York site, so I, I'm going to be in Baltimore on f- the 15th and the 16th. So no, there was being no way. I, that I would not be in Baltimore on that day. No way. I I will pray for my father at his grave on that day. There is no way I would miss that in the world. No, no way. Um, but it's you're having that that <laughs> then you say, well, Adam, you should fly out on the 17th and, and be there on the 17th and 18th. Okay, okay. But I, I don't know. But 16th, I cannot be there on the 16th. It's my father's work site this year. All right, pound that like button. Long. Uh, Long live the memory of the great Mel Meister. He is always missed, a, a blessed memory. I think of him every every single day of my life. Now, um, what else do we have? But on that day, I will especially think of him constantly and be at his grave and pray and, and pray at shul three times a day for him. Now, uh, what, what else do we have uh, going on in his hometown of Baltimore, which was a glorious place in his youth? No longer so. Now, um, and he taught me so many things about the glorious ways of uh, that used to be there. Oh man, to think to think of what he taught me, uh, to think of my father now going off on this uh, little uh, rant. It's, it is. It's. It never becomes easy. It never becomes easy um, thinking about. Uh, you know, people that aren't, aren't around like that, that, that had such great influence um, on your life, your father. And then that's the way it should be with a father and a son. Once your father is gone, it, it should be emotional to, to, um, to review in your head and think about all, all the things you learned for, from someone that was such a, a giant in your life. And I, I can only wish 
in this day where people, um, I, I don't know, I don't think people value family very much, that uh, I only can wish and hope that people understand what the true meaning uh, of having a father is. Um, you know, I, I am not a father, and that's uh, unfortunate. But I had, a, I had a father. I had a father. You can say a past tense or, or, or present tense. Whatever whatever you want to say. And it's just, you know, there's so many people searching for meaning in their life. And I, I, me, I don't search for, I'm not lost. And part of the reason I'm not a lost soul, I mean, part of the reason you have a grounding in life is when you, you do have a father. So. Just randomly thinking about that right now, I just wanted to share that. And you know, it's uh, I, I try to tell, I try to uh, you know, try to put everything in a positive light. It's uh, that's one of the hardest things to turn in a pos- into a positive light. Um, you know, missing someone—it's hard. It's it's definitely hard. And uh, so, you know, when people, you know, bring up the status of our various friends um, in, in the Bitcoin space who've become ill and who've, who've left this world, um, yeah, it makes me think of my father. And uh, just live your life to the fullest, people. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a little uh, something that I didn't think I was going to talk about today, but hey, this is where the big boys play. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what what lesson you're going to get here. And uh, God, I, I just wish I could tell my dad that I was, I wish I could tell him about Salt Lake City and all these places that I visit. I, re- I really do. So, you know, I get to tell you guys instead. And I get to tell my mom and, and, and the rest of my family about it. But he, he really would have liked, and, you know, part of the reason, you know, you know, he really would have loved to do all these things. So I'm glad I get to do these things that he never got to do. He never was in Utah or, I, I think he was only like out west, like west of El Paso like once or, or something. All right, so, uh, but. Live it for yourself, people. Live for yourself and, and think about the people of the past who didn't get to do what you got to do. Uh, and don't be a tree, man. Don't be a freaking tree. Uh, the the Elizabeth Warren trying to be the, 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 the Bitcoin mommy, she had a, a tweet that actually said she was supposed to be an Ethereum mommy. High unpredictable fees can make crypto trading really dangerous for people who aren't rich. Who cares, dude? It can be dangerous. It's dangerous. Ethereum is dangerous. The fee to swap two tokens on the Ethereum network at one point was $500. If you were a small investor and needed to exit, you couldn't without being wiped out. Well, why did you need to exit? You should have put yourself in a position where you need to exit, exit suddenly, okay? 
you shouldn't be worried about people like that. Let them learn uh, the hard way what a true investment is, what long-term thinking is. All right, I just wanted to point that out there with her. She's not going to stop. She's even jumped on the, you know, attacking Ethereum type of thing. But it sounds good. You know, she's protecting the poor people, $500 fees. If you don't want to have $500 fees, then don't play in, in the Ethereum space. It's where the big boys play, all right? Now, speaking about big boys, Carl Denninger, he hates on Bitcoin. He's hated on it for a while. But I got to say, he's taking a logical approach to the Evergrande thing. They're not only people that think that Evergrande is going to bring down Bitcoin. They think it's going to bring down the whole financial system. And he's not, he says now, he says, nah, it's not going to bring down the financial system. It's not as big, bad as people think. You know, he's taking a wait and see approach a little bit too. But as of now, I got to agree with him. Like, what is this? China will just bail it out or just like whatever. It's fake China real estate. Not bringing down the financial system. Definitely not bringing down uh, Bitcoin. I just, uh, not, not much for regular U.S. investors to really worry about too much, I don't think. Um, I think a lot of people have have these dreams about, you, you know, Wells Fargo going down. They really, they want it to happen. They want people to be ruined. And so this is, this is the next closest thing to them. I don't have dreams about Wells Fargo or major banks going down and taking down all the rich people, taking down all the poor people. I, I'm again, I'm a creator. I'm not a destroyer. So people who love destruction, they see Evergrande. This is like their next, this is the closest thing for them, for their dream of dreams. Their doomer dreaming is coming true. I'm not seeing it. Neither is Carl Benninger. Uh, but one thing that I am seeing is that uh, it just seems like now more than ever that if we're going to have negative mainstream media news that's financial related, that is especially stuff that you know, kind of gets into the foreign realm um, that people can't fully understand, that anytime the media makes a big deal out of it and it becomes a big story, the Bitcoin price is going to go down. I mean, that's like a new normal. It's And then the, the Bitcoin price will always recover. We're one day closer to an all-time high. But it just seems like it's like a new rule out there that big new, big negative international financial news story next day bitcoin will be down even though the story itself so many of the stories long term are positive for bitcoin are reasons for people to own bitcoin it just people are impulsive shorters are manipulating the market temporarily uh and people buy into it people can be influenced negatively more so pot than positively uh, so I would just say for the near term future, whatever negative financial story gets out there, even one that's clearly positive for Bitcoin, Bitcoin price is going to drop. <laughs> just get, get used to it. Get get used to it. Um, there's no logic behind it. But hey, most people can be illogical most of the time. All right. Uh, so if you could be logical most of the time and long-term thinker, you're going to be rich. All right.
What other news do we have here? Uh, yeah, innovation over interference. Uh, Newdisclosures.com. Translations from the Wokish. That's James Lindsay. He go to newdisclosures.com. New not news disclosures. God, I messed that one up. Newdiscourses.com. Newdiscourses.com. It's so fun. I mentioned this beforehand, but it's so funny. He takes all the woke phrases and he gives us their their real what they really mean. What this what, what they're trying to do. These people who believe in critical theory and just confusing words and just making people fear saying anything. Uh, jumping around to a subject matter that's a little bit different. Let me see if there are any questions. Bolt, good to see you. I think you're Canadian. What is stopping more public companies from adding Bitcoin to their treasury? Nothing is. After Tesla did it, no one followed. Why? No, not no one followed after Tesla. Some did. Um, there was a slowdown of it, but I don't, I don't, I don't see there's anything. I, I, I don't think people make a big deal out of it anymore. There have been companies that have been buying it, and God, just recently there was something. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think there was a slowdown, but it's not, it's not stopping. It's not stopping. It's just there, there ebb, there's ebbs and flows of of, of anything. And uh, what was there was some company that just did something big with Bitcoin. No, no, I know what I'm getting confused with. It was the El Salvador just bought more Bitcoin, but but still, I think I think about, there might be a company out there too. Um, that I just what was it? They made an announcement, and then they made an announcement they were buying Bitcoin. I don't know, dude. I bolt. I I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's, it's nothing. Uh, Nothing to worry about. Um, we're all human, uh, Adam. Uh, says, uh, yes, we are all human. And uh, that's uh, something to, good to remember. Uh, lost both my parents and a younger brother, uh, you hate Bitcoin Master says. So I, I know your pain. And it's, it's I, I don't even like saying it's pain, but it's just, it's just something you never, you're a different person. You just have you have a new perspective on life. How about that? You're a different person after you you, you lose a, a very an immediate relative, and um, it's never oh it's never fully healed. How about that? The, the the feeling that I cannot explain is never fully healed. You can become a stronger, better person, and I definitely have. And I've definitely prospered and, and just, I've gotten over it and, and, and on, on a certain level. But it's just, yeah, there, there's something there that's you know, never, yeah. But, but what I advise to people is do not let it destroy you. Do not let a loss of a loved one find a way to, to move on in the best possible way that you can. Don't let it haunt you. And I know people, I'm, I, there are, I know people, it's just, it's ruined them. Do not let it ruin you. Um, or different levels of ruination. Just don't be in any kind of hole because of it. Um, you know, let it be something that you, you build, you build upon. And 
you know, and, and, and realize, yeah, you're not the same person anymore. And there's always going to be a little teeny bit of you missing. Um, but don't, don't let it haunt you. Don't let it haunt. And really, and, and I will say this, just the way of humanity, I think the default is, is to let it like, to never get over it to, and, and to let it almost ruin you. Don't, don't let it do that. Don't let it do that. Please, please, please don't let it do that. And I can see how easy it is for people to become depressed for forever. Don't, don't, don't become depressed forever. Um, you can always have it inside of you, that little missing piece that you can, you can realize is there, but you can also benefit from it and you can always still be in motion. Don't, don't let it get you out of motion, but I can see how it can. I can see how it can, because you, you do. Love is a powerful thing, man. It is a powerful, it is a powerful, powerful force. All right. Uh, what is an example of a B2B and you didn't type in Bitcoin Meister, dude, but I just, I just saw it there. So because I'm looking straight at it because I just read Bolt's thing because remember type in Bitcoin Meister, you didn't even raise any money this darn show. Uh, <laughs> what is an example of, of a B2B service you can ask to be paid exclusively in Bitcoin and have people be happy to pay it? I, I still think that's overcomplicating things. I, I don't know one. I would just give, be a business, get yourself a Bitcoin address and share it with the other business that you want to pay you. You know, do business tra transact. I mean, you're doing a business deal with someone. You own a business. You're doing another business deal with another business. Okay. You just give them your Bitcoin address. Why do you need to complicate? Why do you need a third party? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, I mean, maybe there's some comfortability factor behind the whole thing. I think it's just so simple. I love doing business with Bitcoin. It, it, it's so easy. I mean, you don't need a third party. Just like, hey, pay me a Bitcoin. Here's my address. We don't need a, we don't need. And if, if I've got a web, a business website, like here, my business website is you, my YouTube. Every YouTube video I do, that's my business website. I list my Bitcoin address. There you go. That's that's it. It was, it was that simple. I don't need a third party to host my Bitcoin address or to to, to make the to make it go through or anything like that. It's just disintermediation. That is Bitcoin. This freaking intermediation. All right. Let's move on to. Oh, it's been an hour, but I'm I'm still going here. I still want other topics. So I just got to cover more of these darn topics. All right. So, oh, El Salvador is not taxing Bitcoin. Great. And I list, I believe I linked to below the list of countries that don't tax Bitcoin. Yeah. But for us Americans, it doesn't matter. Even if we move there, we would have to renounce our citizenship. But a lot of you guys, it, there's about nine countries that don't, uh, if you're, you're a foreign investor, you're living there, you're in good shape. They don't tax uh, Bitcoin gains. And uh, the list is, is below. Yaron Brook had a video called The Left's Attack on Educational Achievement. And it is an interesting reminder that in this wokish world that we live in now, it's like you're, you're a villain if you, if you do well in school. <laughs> it's, it, it's really strange. It's... it's uh, you have some privilege or something like that. It's the only reason you're doing well. How about hard work? Whatever happened to that? 
but it it is it's good to, to point out that uh, this is this is normal now. It's it's bad to do well. It's bad to do well. <laughs> Here is a uh, you know people are asking you you know what type of medical procedure you've had if they're going to let you into their uh, place of business right now. And some people think that's totally cool. Okay. All right. If you're cool with people asking if you've gotten a shot or not, are you cool with people asking if you've gotten an abortion or not? And then they say, well, no, you said you got an abortion. I don't like that. So I'm not going to let you into my place of business. I'll tell you this. I think a private business owner should be able to ask any question they want to, but just for all you people out there that are uh, just, just think about it. If you're blindly jumping on, I mean, do you have principle when you say that, is it respect of private property that it that it says that makes you think it's okay for people to ask you if you've you've gotten a shot or not, or are you just buying into this uh, screen carrying narrative and you're just freaked out by this thing and you're just you've been influenced to just blindly accept uh, you know all businesses should should ban people who've gotten the shot, or all businesses should ban people who've got who've. Uh, not, excuse me, not gotten the shot. All people, all, all businesses are bad people who have not gotten the shot uh, because the government says so. I mean, is that, are you just a CUCK for the government? Eh, I haven't been, no one's, no one's uh, stopped me from going anywhere yet. And I, I'm not getting that shot. I'll tell you that. All right. Uh, meet Atlas, Atlas Labs, Silicon Valley's latest wild bet on living forever. Founders of a deep-pocketed new rejuvenation startup are said to include Jeff Bezos and Yuri Miner. So there you go. People who complain about Jeff Bezos being the richest man in the world and you don't like how he's spending his money. Look, look what he does with, with some of his extra money. He's spending it on life extension. And I think that's great that he's doing that. You don't have to like the guy or anything like that. By the way, Lyft sent out a pro-abortion email. They're free to do that. I thought that was kind of freaky um, that I received such an email from Lyft. You know, back in the day, uh, companies really didn't get that deep into uh, into politics and into uh, something like that. But hey, that's the the wokish world we're living, and people are praising them. I, I don't think it's a good idea because you, you, they offend people too. But that's how that's how big the the wokish way of uh, life has influence on the on mainstream society. One one interesting way of looking at the country, the United States, and I'm just erasing all this, um, so I don't talk about it in a future show. Uh, Silicon Valley, Hollywood. Wall Street and DC are the four centers of the USA. And that is an interesting way of looking at you know, the cult, the United States culture. Silicon Valley is the technological center of the United States. Wall Street is the financial center. Hollywood is the entertainment center. And DC is a political center. So a lot, of, a lot of nonsense around those areas too. Uh, 
But outside of those, if you live outside of those four centers, you can be looked down upon uh, by people that are in those centers. Those are very, a lot of snobbery in there, in those areas. But there is, there is some truth to the United States. You know, it, it, is, it is big in politics, entertainment, tech, and, uh, and finance. And those are, those are its centers right there. It made me think. All right. Doctor, uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll do that another one. Someone uh, on the last show where I was confused about Lightning Network, they uh, said self-custodial wallet for Bitcoin and Lightning. Moon wallet, M-U-U-N-W-A, you know, wallet. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, receive Lightning with it. And you, you can send that to a regular Bitcoin address, address with a small conversion fee. And all in one versus having to go to another exchange to convert Lightning back to on-chain. So I was complaining about that last time. So there, there's a solution. Okay. Uh, and Alistair Milne shared a tweet a while ago that I did not mention. And how the El Salvadoran government had a freaking ad... Um, a government ad for Bitcoin. And that just shows you the weird world that we're living in right now. Ben Shapiro tweets out a buy Bitcoin and Ethereum tweet. Another another sign of the times, dude. Um, mm, so, oh God, I got to spit something out. Ooh, that's disgusting. Oh man. And I just remembered right before I spit, transparency was the word I could not think of before. Um, that now regifting, it's, you know, we're living in a world of transparency. Blockchain is transparency. It shows everything that's happened. I love people. I, I love transparency. I, I wish uh, people wouldn't hide a lot of stuff. I wish the government, you know, we've, unfortunately, government has become less and less transparent as regular people have embraced transparency. And so kids are growing up with a certain level of, uh, you know, they show every freaking aspect of their life on social media. So if you re-gifted something uh, that you got as a Christmas present, this coming, uh, an NFT, it's totally acceptable. It's, it, you, you see that that's transparency in the blockchain right there. So that was something that I was trying to think about before. I couldn't think of the word freaking transparency. Pound that like button. All right, I'm going to leave you with uh oh yeah person asking me before companies now hold over 1.6 million bitcoin almost eight percent of the total supply so dude when you're you're worried about them buying it for their treasuries there's your there's a statistic right there companies hold over 1.6 million bitcoin over eight percent of the total supply of bitcoin in existence so i i don't think it's it maybe slowed down temporarily but it's it's huge um and all right, we'll talk about that one next time. Um, I'll add I'll add the, the new discourses tweet, but we're about to end the show. But I want to end with you something really weird. Uh, all of you know that recently, and I mentioned this before, but it, it's happening again. Uh, Bitcoin, Bcash, you know, people forked off BSV, which is a uh, a cult, but 
more recently, they forked off Bitcoin ABC, which they just renamed eCash and they moved the decimal place so that all the people who buy into unit bias gimmick could feel more comfortable. So it's called eCash now. It used to be Bitcoin ABC. It's just a grandchild of Bitcoin. But there are 18 trillion of them, okay? 18 trillion eCash out there. And because they did this unit bias uh, re, uh, well, rebranding, it's worked. It has pumped the price. It's like the number 30-something uh, crypto on uh, CoinMarketCap. I linked to it below, or I will link to it below. And uh, it's bigger than BSV now. <laughs> so it just shows you how far the unit bias, uh, uh, crypt, unit bias get, gimmick can take you. So Shabbat Shalom, Adam, everyone. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. We didn't raise any money today. Hey, that's all right. Maybe someone will spend, someone will send the $87 over PayPal. You're welcome to do it. It's been really fun um, doing the show today. And yeah, I got a little emotional there. And uh, hey, you never know what you're going to get. And everyone have a great weekend. Have a great Shabbat again. And we'll definitely see you next week for the uh, Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022 show brought to you by the event and Bitcoin Magazine. See you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Pound that live